0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's the sultan of salary.
1: Money, please.
0: Our very own sports financial guru. Money, when athletes get paid, he's our go-to guy.
1: I'm filthy, stinking rich.
0: He's Mike Gianetti from SpotRack.com. Benjamin, baby. Mike Giannetti, our go to sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work at com and on Twitter at S P O T R A C. Mike, welcome to the show. How's Super Bowl week treating you?
1: Great. Yeah. Uh, two really interesting teams. I think it should be a good game. It's. Uh it's a lot of work in terms of uh, where how they got here and where they're going after this honestly it's two teams that are fascinating in that regard brandon
0: yeah i wanted to dive into that we'll save that for the back end of our discussion i want to make sure that we get into some of this nba stuff your thoughts on the Kyrie irving deal how quickly he was able to push that through and, and get brooklyn to trade him away and and then what they got in return for one of their star players
1: I think the whole world was just waiting for Kyrie to do something to put himself right in some kind of question mark situation. So the second it happened, Brooklyn had to act because it was only going to get worse. We've seen this show too many times and he still had value. He's playing good basketball this year. So, he, you know, he knows that the next contract has to come and uh, he's sort of settled into just the uh, playing ball right now. So I, for that regard, I like it for Dallas. Uh, they overpaid. Uh, I think they had to, out, you know, outpay the Clippers, who had a pretty strong offer with a couple of players built into them. Uh, but they uh, they're getting a guy who I think can at least facilitate the ball with Luka Doncic properly for four months. After that, I have no idea where we're going. But for now, it's uh, it's good. it's a good situation, I think, for both sides right now.
0: So you think for Dallas, their goal is we're trying to win now. We're trying to win this year, and we're trying to show Luka that. We'll get him stars if he needs them, and, and then you hope that it works out, and then the rest is sort of a trial basis because Kyrie Irving is still looking for that long-term deal. Are you of the mindset that they're not, in, in terms of what Dallas is thinking, they're not locking themselves into that? They kind of want to see how this plays out first?
1: Yeah, I had a pretty good uh, discussion with our Keith Smith today that's going to post tomorrow on our podcast really about that. Where Where is this going? What are the options? What's the money going to look like? What's Kyrie looking for? And I do think this is this is two phases. Right now it's a four month phase. I don't think Dallas is done. My my guess is there's a there's a move or two left in them over the next forty eight hours to get bigger, get stronger in the paint. And then yes, it's about right now, let's see if we can get ourselves into the you know, the conference championship game and see what happens after that. Um and then it's about can we go three, four years at at the max for Kyrie or do we have to settle for two, which is where I think most of the of the cap guys think this is going to end up for Kyrie in July.
0: This is why I think the NBA is in such a good spot right now is because you look around the league and the best teams either have one anchor star, like, say, the Denver Nuggets with Nikola Jokic, or they have a tandem. There are a lot of tandems in the league right now. There was Kyrie and KD. Now there's Kyrie and Luka. Um, you've got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's, And it seems like that's the way the league has shifted. Is it just that it's... That, that players got away from putting three together? Is it hard to do that? Or did the NBA successfully shift their entire model of how they pay guys to where they've eliminated it? Because that seems to be it's so hard to create a two-man super team because that's not a team that's a tandem. Uh, should we be giving the NBA credit for successfully ruining super teams?
1: Maybe not too much credit because I think the actual benefactor here is that it's an 82-game season plus a two-month playoff, right? It's still a really long season, too long for most people. And, and and you just can't do this with five guys. You need eight. You need ten in some cases if you're not the best team in basketball. And teams just kind of phased out of the approach of let's just get three guys and throw eight other guys behind them and see what the heck happens. I, I think that mindset has changed in terms of roster construction. And, yes, of course, you know, if guys making $60 million a year also shifted the pendulum a little bit here. But I think it's more about needing that depth. And if you, if you lock in two max players and then really start to think about three or four B to C players at, you know, 18 to 22 million a year, that's how you start to think about contention.
0: We're talking to Mike Gennetti, our sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work at SpotTrack.com. The uh, rumors are running rampant this time of year in the NBA. I don't know what to believe. Do you see anything out there that has real merit before we move on to the NFL?
1: I don't think it's going to be Kevin Durant, if that's what you're alluding to, uh, but I really do think that Toronto's about to blow this thing off the doors. I think that could be Siakam, Van Fleet, wow. uh everybody, maybe three or four pieces, maybe in two separate trades, maybe a couple of those guys go together on a blockbuster. I think, by the way, Brooklyn is in on a situation like that. That may include Ben Simmons going back to Toronto, where a lot of us actually thought he was going to be in the first place. Um you know some of these bigger teams down south like i said i don't think dallas is done there's probably a big man to move around there maybe yaka portal out of san antonio so I, I do think brandon we're going to see some names move around here Do so i think it's going to be the lakers no you know do i think the clippers are going to do much no i, I think the teams that maybe uh will draw the most most interest possibly the knicks could do something here but i think it'll be um above average more than i thought it was going to be three four weeks ago but not to the level of where you know we're uh we're having blockbusters
0: left and right. Yeah, probably the biggest blockbuster has already taken place, but we'll chat about the aftermath of all of this next Tuesday. Super Bowl coming up on Sunday Eagles versus Chiefs. I love this. I know that you have to love it as somebody who studies roster construction because these two teams are polar opposites in terms of what works and how it works are you kind of looking at it through that lens as well that you've got the opposite ends of the spectrum pay the quarterback fill in around him versus the second round quarterback with a super team around him
1: yes yes and no um that's certainly what it looks like at at the surface and and you know you can certainly run with that argument nobody's gonna you know poke holes in it too much but the Mahomes deal really hasn't started yet. And Mm. it's important to understand that this thing doesn't even get going until really this year, this upcoming season, and then certainly for the next two to three seasons. So there's still a lot of value from a cap perspective, even from a cash perspective. You know, these are, these are the 20th and 22nd ranked teams in terms of cash pay in 2022. So these are not got, you know, teams that went all in with massive signing bonuses this off season. They were, you know, 19th and 24th in off season spending too. So, with Philly, it's a lot of holdover defensive players that are on big contracts that are expiring. Uh, and with the Chiefs, it's about, you know, kind of shaking things up as they need to to keep this thing rolling. But there's, there's pain coming for both these teams, money-wise with Kansas City and free agency-wise with Philadelphia. This is, for, for Philly specifically, this is not a sustainable thing. Uh, they're going to have to pay Hurts this offseason, and there's maybe eight free agents half of which don't have a chance of coming back. So you want to talk about a team that should win the Super Bowl right now, it's got to be Philadelphia.
0: Wow. Wow, such an inter- interesting way to look at that, and uh, that's why we love chatting with you about it. It definitely is the uh, don't-pay-running-backs bowl. I was looking at what these two teams are spending at that position. The Chiefs, $6 million. The Eagles, $4 million. Not exactly a ringing endorsement for big running back contracts.
1: Yeah, if you just talk about the starters, right, Miles Sanders is the 43rd paid running back, and Pacheco is 96 right now on that rookie contract. So it's just another argument that uh, you don't need it to get to the finish line, but, you know, it's good to have it when you have it.
0: Really interesting stuff, as always. Mike Chinetti, sports financial analyst. You can find his work at SpotTrack.com, doing great stuff leading up to the NBA trade deadline and the Super Bowl on Sunday. Thanks so much, Mike. Enjoy the game this weekend. You bet, man. Coming up next, Sean Payton lays down the law in Denver. We'll touch on that one and a whole lot more. Final four things next. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>